0: Good morning, it's lovely to see you all and uh, welcome to everybody joining in on live stream. And happy Father's Day to all you dads and grandparents and all of you who aren't biological fathers but have been fathers to many by the example and the life that you've set. I hope you have a wonderful day. Now I'm like so many parents around the world. Uh, I'm so grateful to God for my children, Um, and as a Christian, I'm particularly grateful, and as every Christian parent will appreciate, particularly grateful that my children have followed Jesus, Uh, they're devoted to him, they're doing their best to be obedient to him, and each one of them, Matthew, Rachel, Chloe, are serving God, uh, fulfilling The call that God has upon their life. Rachel in London as a civil servant working with government and Chloe and Matthew in church ministry, both of them, one in the secular world, one in the religious world, so to speak, but all following this call that God has placed upon them as God has a call for every individual waiting for us to discover in many different aspects and expressions of life. And... um, Over the years, as uh, people have uh, observed Matthew, Rachel and Chloe grow up and come into adulthood, they've made this comment to Sarah and myself. They said, you should do parenting classes. And uh, I always feel a little bit uncertain and awkward about this um, for two reasons. One, It's they're they're the ones who have made the choice to follow Jesus. They're the ones who have uh, made the sacrifices. They're the ones who have had to make challenging and difficult decisions during the course of their childhood and as they've grown older. Uh, I haven't been able to make those decisions for them, neither has Sarah. So it's their choice to be devoted to Jesus and to pursue him relentlessly. And I can't, and Sarah can't take credit for that. And the other reason I feel uncertain about it is um, I guess, like so many parents around the world, um, I'm so aware of my failings as a parent, uh, the imperfections, the times when I've had to apologize for being wrong, getting it wrong, getting it wrong under the stick, and, and m- making that call or having a conversation and saying to Matthew or, or Chloe or Rachel, sorry, and apologizing. And they've been so gracious. Not to hold that against me and to forgive me. Um, Times of not being present uh, when I should have been. And of course being present as a parent and present as a father with your children is such an important part of demonstrating love and filling their emotional tank. The foundations of uh, filling a child's emotional tank and communicating the vital love and foundation that they need for life is to be present to give a uh, focused attention, to give eye t- eye contact, verbal affirmation, and communication of love, and physical touch, hugs and cuddles. These are so important in the way that we can fulfil, uh, grow the emotional development of our children. And there's been times when I haven't been present. There's been times when I've been distracted or forgetful. I can remember sitting around the dinner table with my mind on something at church or something I have to give my attention to. And the children saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. And then they switch it and go, connecting to Dad, connecting to Dad. Connection failed. (laughs) <laughs> or they really got sneaky in the older years when they cottoned onto this, and they came up with a brilliant way to get my attention. They go, "Dad, Dad, Dad, Julian!" And then I'd look, <laughs> getting smart. I remember one Sunday afternoon, sitting down to have lunch as the family, and asking, "Where's Matthew?" <laughs> with the, to the realization that I'd left him locked in the church building. <laughs> in the blue room playing snooker. And he couldn't, now couldn't move because the alarms had been set and if there's any motion within the building, it'll be sent off. And so, he, I don't know how long he'd been there, but I had to go down. There's this little boy waiting to be picked up and rescued. Not a great example of brilliant parenting, I can assure you. Or the time when I had to go and do something at the bank. And I had a list, and I, the kids came with me. It must have been a half term or something. And so they came with me, and I put them to one side, dealt with the, uh, the staff at the bank, walked out to the bank, on my way to the car, thinking I, I think this nagging feeling that I'd forgotten something off my list, and then realized as I was about to get in the car, the kids, I left them at the bank. All the time I forgot to pick them up from school. And they were there so long that a dear lady from across the road saw them at the school gate and, <laughs> and invited them in for tea. Yeah. So you can see why I am not really in the great base to do parenting classes. <laughs> like many, but however, like many families around the world, uh, Sarah and myself have taken the opportunities uh, to show our love and appreciation to one another. We've, we've actually done this as a family. is something that has sort of been cultivated over the years where we've taken opportunities to express our love and appreciation to one another. And, and, and this, this thing that families do when they affirm one another and show one another's love reflects the image of God in us. God's is love, and he loves to communicate his love and families that communicate the love of God to each other and their love for one another do well in reflecting the image of God. Now God expresses his love in two primary ways. It's not exclusive, but it's two primary ways. One, He gives to us generally, uh, generously. God is so loving, He gives abundantly. Now when God gives abundantly and generously, he gives wisely. He says, all good gifts come from the Father of light. All good gifts. Not destructive not Not gifts in a way that would spoil us. But good gifts. But he is abundant in his generosity. Think of this. When he created the heavens and the earth, and when he created the earth... Whom was he thinking of when he created the earth? He was thinking of you and me. He made the world with an abundance of trees and fruits and plants and animals and more, more than enough to go around. It's only our selfishness that limits the ability for it to go around. But it's more than enough to go around. And when he made the world, he made it with you and me in mind. He made it to put mankind on it. And he gave the earth to us, to stewards. What is man? That you are mindful of him, O Lord. That you have made him little lower than the angels, but you have created all things on earth and put them under his feet, under mankind's feet. The earth is made for you. It's God's gift for your flourishing, for your joy, for your pleasure, for your well-being. Theologians called this common grace. The sun shines on the righteous and the rain shines on the righteous and the unrighteous alike so we may prosper and flourish. Common grace. God is a father who expresses his love through his generosity. He gives to us out of the abundance of his grace. The word grace and gift, they come from the same root word. And God so loved the world. That he gave, without hesitation, his own son. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but have an everlasting life. And it says, you are saved by, by grace, not good works. And this is a gift of God, so that no one can boast. And even your faith is a gift. And God gives us, gives us, gives us. And this is an expression of his love. And he gives us his spirit, he gives us his presence. As a sign of his love. And so we see that one of the ways that God gives. Or a primary way that God gives. Is when we give. And families give to friends. They give to one another. They give to loved ones all over the world. And this is the image of God being expressed. But he also gives and expresses his love in other ways as well. He expresses it through words, the words of his voice. Written words that are inspired by his spirit and the words of the voice of his spirit that even Precious was talking about this morning, that whisper of God that is encouraging and affirming, I love you, I'm with you. He guides us and he leads us out of his voice and it is a sign and expression of his love. Since our children were very small, uh, we got into the habit of expressing our love for them. And they got into the habit of expressing their appreciation and love for us through words. And we would take every opportunity we could to write things down. So it might be birthdays, it might be Father's Day, it would be anniversary special days. times when they might have passed an exam or achieve something we'd get a card and we'd write it and it wouldn't be just well done we would we would write something of our love and appreciation and in return they began to do that to us because when you show kindness to people and affirmation and love to people it plants that seed and they begin to produce it in their own lives and i 'd like to uh, read out and share some of the kind things that my children have said to me on this father's day over the years, and uh, i've kept their cards i'm not a sentimental person by nature in terms of stuff, but there's one thing that I have kept it's the cards, the birthday cards, the father's Day cards the the, the, the different cards that they've given me over the years because I've read them I have felt encouraged I felt humbled I have felt moved and also they have given an insight to how a child and a young person feels and thinks and what they value and what they look for in a parent and the comments that my children have made uh, they are things that are valuable to them, but then they're, they're not just unique to my kids. These are universal values that children long for in a parent and in a dad. So I'm going to read them for you. And like I said, I, I am hesitant about reading because uh, they've been far more generous than I deserve. So uh, this is a disclaimer. Far more generous than I deserve. And I'm so grateful that... The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that because my children love me, because they're children then they love me, <laughs> They have their love has overlooked a multiple of sins. Now, love is blind in many respects. Uh, we forgive those we love and overlook things. Um, but let me tell you this. The comments, the insights that we can learn from cards like this from our children are not blind, they're very insightful to help us in our parenting. So I'm going to read a few, and uh, like I said, please dial it down, because they've been far more generous than I do deserve. And uh, Sarah, I'm sure, will verify that. (laughs) Dad, it's a good start. Dad, I love you so much. Each year, you continue to demonstrate to us kids what a life of faith, integrity, and wisdom looks like. Thank you for your love and prayers over my life too. I really appreciate it and value your spiritual and prayerful cover over my life. You are truly a wonderful dad. Gosh, that is so generous. Happy Father's Day, Dad, Thunderbirds. From the days of Thunderbirds to now, you've been a real super dad. Thank you for everything you've invested in us and done for us for being a real example and role model of someone living wholeheartedly for God. I remember and appreciate all the games of cricket on the beach or in the park, watching me at football, picking me up and buying me biscuits. The biscuits were the easy bit. This one's got a badge. Dad, I love you so much. Thank you for all you do and have done for me. I really appreciate it. I respect you so much and really admire your integrity and passion and hard work. I really value your love and care and discipline in my life. You're so kind and generous, Dad. I love you loads. Big cuddles. Now, like I said, I really do mean it when I say dial it down. Because those are um, remarks and generous comments um, that I am unworthy of. So please do dial it down. But I wanted to read them. Um, because they give us an insight into what is important for children. Now, if I said the foundation stone is this? Focus attention. Mums, dads, give your children focus attention. I know there will be times when you lapse and it's hard and you get distracted. My hand's up, my foot's up, two hands up. But do, do have it conscious. Your children need your focused attention, your interest. They need your eye contact. It's so easy to get into functional mode in parenting. Have you got the lunchbox? Have you put your shoes on? Have you put your coat on? No. They need times when you look them in the eye. And then they look them in the eye and they know that you love them. And they feel your love through your eyes. I, they say the eyes are the window of the soul. They feel your... It's important that you give them focused attention. You look at them in the eye that you tell them, oh my goodness me, the number of people I have met in counseling who said, I can never remember my father telling me I love you. Oh, please, don't let that be of your children. Just open your mouth and say it, looking them in the eye, that they can feel it and hear it. And appropriate touch. Hold their hand, give them a cuddle. And even when they might get a little bit too old for cuddles that they never do, wrestle with them. <laughs> I used to do wrestles on the carpet just so that I could get close and wrestle some, if, it's, if it's boys. Or oh, girls might like it too. But you know what I mean, be, be physical. We're made for that hug and warmth. But in addition to that, as we read these cards and look at them, and and the cards of the children over the years have been consistent, but obviously in older years their language has, has developed so they can articulate what they're looking for. And what we see articulated is built on that foundation of love, focus, attention, physical contact, is integrity, prayer, Support and advice on the foundation of unconditional love, integrity, prayer, support, and advice. And but this is what kids want in a dad, in a parent. And as you do this, Mum and Dad, and we're talking about in our Christian faith context here, but as you do this, you will win their trust, respect, and influence. And you will inspire them to follow your example. And there's no shame in wanting them to follow your example. For Paul says, follow me as I follow you, Christ. Observe the way I have lived to you. You would have many teachers, but not many fathers, he says. And he says, observe the way I live amongst you. Follow my example. Everybody and every child wants integrity, trust, support, wisdom advice from those who have influence over them. Teachers, leaders, politicians, we want them to have integrity. We want them to be an example. And true successful leaders influence well, but they can only influence well if they have an example that inspires trust. And it's true of parents. Our role as parents is to influence. Influence and shape in such a way that they're prepared for the outside world and they're prepared to live out their life for God despite all the pressures that that might bring. And so integrity, they might not have the words to articulate it. They might not have learnt the word integrity yet. But integrity is really important to a child And let me explain what integrity isn't, isn't, just so that you don't feel, oh, what a terrible failure. (laughs) Integrity isn't never getting it wrong. Integrity doesn't mean you never get it wrong, you never make a mistake, you never sin, you never mess, mess up, you never have to say sorry. That is an impossible life to live. Nobody can live a perfect, sinless never make a mistake, never do wrong, never get it wrong life. You can't do it because we're all sinners and we're all flawed. You can't do it. But integrity is acknowledging when we mess up, when we get it wrong. And integrity is saying sorry when we need to so it doesn't build resentment. Kids hate hypocrisy and injustice. So integrity is this, not one rule for me and one rule for everybody else. Because kids don't like that. It's a frustration to them. That's why it says, Father, don't frustrate your kids. Integrity is not never getting it wrong, but it is the sincere pursuit to live by your values and your beliefs. Kids can forgive a mess-up if they know it's a sincere mess-up. Prayer. Who doesn't appreciate it when somebody says, I'm praying for you? Who's not glad when somebody has said, oh, I've been praying for you this week? How grateful and how thankful you are and how loved you feel because somebody has thought to put you into their prayer time and spend some of their precious time praying for your well-being. Pray for your children privately and let them hear you pray for them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Pray for them in the difficult seasons. Pray for them in the transitional moments of their life. Pray for them in the good times. Pray for them in the important times. But offer to pray when they go to school, when they've got a challenge on, when they've got an exam, when they're upset. Just don't ignore it, but say, oh, let me pray for you. The number of times we pray for the kids in the kitchen, we pray for the kids in the car, we pray for the kids when they've gone through a big ordeal. Pray for them because they will turn around at some point and say thank you for your prayers. And if God speaks to you prophetically, if you hear that whisper, give it to them. Marry your prayers with the prophetic so that they may be encouraged and hear the voice of God for themselves through you, and learn how to hear the voice of God for themselves through you. Become a person of faith and become a person of prayer. Integrity, praise, your kids want this. Be that person for them. Support. Now, you might not feel as if you're the wisest person in the world. You might not feel as if you have qualify or even come close to qualifying as a counsellor. But this this is what support is, listening. Giving wisdom out of your experience. You have bags full of experience compared to them. Wisdom out of your experience. When I did that, it didn't turn out well. When I tried that, it worked. Be careful of that situation. You have experience. We've all been burned and we've all had successes. Share out of your experience and they will say at due course, thank you for your advice. Encourage them. Encourage them. We get too much criticism in this world. Encourage them. When you encourage them, they feel supported. When you encourage them, they feel emotionally supported. When you give them wisdom, they feel intellectually resourced to actually make wise decisions. When you listen to them, they feel understood and valued. Be kind and be generous. Remember... God is love, and he gives wisely, generously, abundantly. To love is to give. Now, I'm not talking about stuff. Although a gift makes way for the giver. A gift, when we give a gift, it opens the heart to you. So I'm not excluding this. But let me tell you this. A kind heart is a generous heart. Be kind. And as you sow seeds of kindness into your children, they, in turn, will become kind people. Look at ways in which you can be kind to your children. And as we do this, we'll build trust over the years. And from trust, you can do something really, really important for your children. This is one of the primary roles of a parent, and it's this. It's to create an identity and a strong personal identity in your children. You can only create that if you have built trust. And a personal identity in every individual is so important for our personal stability, confidence, and resilience. If you have a personal identity, you're able to stand against the pressures to conform, but you can be your own person and do the right thing. If you build confidence into somebody, uh, 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 identity into somebody, you create a security that they can become confident. There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance and pride, believe it or not, can be confused with confidence. You can see an arrogant and prideful person, they go, of oh, they're super confident. No. Insecurity can cause us to put on an arrogant or pride persona to hide our insecurity. When you have an identity and a personal security, you can be confident, but it's not arrogant. There's a world of difference. Jesus knew who he was. He had incredible self-identity from his father, and he was the most confident person you'd ever meet. And yet it says that he was humble of heart. This is what we can produce in our children if we've created this trust bridge, through the way that we have lived and loved them. At the start of Jesus' ministry, and just before his preparation to go to the cross, his father spoke to him words of affirmation that strengthened his identity. And in so doing, Jesus, in his humanity, was strengthened internally to keep a straight path, not deviate from the call, despite all the pressure. Let's have a look at it together. Matthew three sixteen, a familiar passage. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him. I'm well pleased. The power of those few words and the wisdom in those few words would have reinforced Jesus' identity, strengthened him internally and prepared him for his his ministry. This is my son. You belong to me, I belong to you, you're from me, my son. I know from where I come from. I am the son of the father. And I love you. And I'm pleased with you. Every child needs to know you are my child, I love you and I'm pleased with you. The moment they hear that from a father or a mother that they trust and value and then respect because of the life that they've lived, it puts an identity in them. Then Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration just before he came down the mountain, he went towards the cross in Jerusalem. It says this in Matthew 17. Whilst he was speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud says, here it is, this big moment where he could have deviated. This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Can you see the affirmation, the approval, I'm, I'm. father is prepared to identify with their son I love this son I approve of you I'm pleased with you and I have confidence in you listen to him I've got confidence in this boy the father owns the son the father affirms the son the father stood by the son the father backed up the son as you do this with, with your children you encourage them you tell them you love them You build confidence in them. You say you're pleased with them. They know that you approve of them, that they haven't disappointed them, that they haven't met the expectations of their parents or their father, but you just love them, you prove them, you're pleased with them, and you have confidence in them. And we all know that we're all fractured and broken, and nobody's perfect, but let me tell you this. As you look for the gold, you will create gold in your children. Dale Carnegie was one of the world's uh, first, I think, billionaire. He, He had the Dale Carnegie Foundation, and his foundation created more millionaires than any other movement. And somebody asked him, how come you've created more millionaires than any other movement? He says simply this, while others look for dirt, I look for gold. You can always find out what's wrong. But a wise person will look for the gold and affirm it and in affirming it and approving it, draw it out and they build on it and it establishes who they are. And when you give your kids this identity, they don't buckle to get approval from others because they know who they are. I don't need your approval. I don't care what you say. They've got this internal security of who they are and love. I don't need to look for other things to boost my self worth and my ego because the most important person and people in the world love me, approve me, and that's my parents, and it prepares me to receive the approval of the most important, my Father in heaven. They have significance from being loved for who they are, not for what they have achieved. Now, notice this as we come to conclude. When Satan tried to get Jesus to compromise, what did he do? When, he, when it says he went into the wilderness to be tempted, what did Satan do to tempt Jesus to deviate? He challenged his identity. He says, If you are the Son of God, kneel before me. And he shows them the kingdoms and the glories and the riches and the wealth. If you want significance, if you want to be something, if you want a sense of approval, if you want to make your life worth living, I can give you, I can make you the most powerful person, richest person, most influential person in the world, Jesus. If you're the Son of God, worship me. And he challenges identity every single time. And Jesus would not submit because he had heard. And it gone into his soul. You are my son. I love you. I'm pleased with you. Listen to him. He wasn't gonna trade it because he had a core within him of security and approval. And this gift that you can give your children will prepare your children to receive an identity from Christ as an adult. That I am a son of God. I belong to Christ, I'm in Christ, I'm not ashamed of Christ, I'm not hiding my love for Christ and he is not ashamed of me. I'm proud to belong to Christ and all he stands for because he loves me, because he approves for me. Note the Father spoke personally, intimately, reassuringly, firmly, and timely to Christ when he needed it. And our kids, we can do the same to our kids. And if Jesus needed it, surely our kids do. So let them know that you love them at every opportunity. Be an example that will inspire trust and confidence that you may become the key influencer in them, preparing them to receive their influence ultimately from Father God. Encourage your kids' identity by communicating that you're their father, they're your kids, and you are proud of them. Mum and Dad, do this. Communicate your confidence and approval of them. Look for the gold. Communicate your belief and affirmation of them. Go on, Dad. You can do it. You can do it. And they will thank you for it. And in due course, they'll be grateful (laughs) for you, despite the mess-ups, because love covers a multitude of sins. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every mum, and I thank you for every father. And I thank you also for every... Father in the room that might not have children or watching, and every mum who might not have children but watching, but it's been like a parent, a mother to others. And I pray that your spirit will encourage fathers and inspire fathers and mothers in their parenting role to become great influencers, identity givers, and bringers to young children, to teenagers, to young adults as they're growing up into maturity, that ultimately they may find and be able to receive the identity that you have them, that they will be strong, founded on Christ, immovable, and reflect the love, the generosity, the kindness that you have poured into them, that out of their lives, in turn, it will bear its fruit and seeds in others. In Jesus' name, amen.